What's up? You're listening to Ergo here on WHPK, ErgoRadio.com. I'm Kiss. I'm Damon. And as always, we are showcasing and celebrating the folks reshaping the culture of our city for the more equitable and the more creative. How are you feeling, Damon? I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm present. Life, you know, life moves in cycles. It actually, shout out uh, Baby Lady Incorporated out here. Squad. It is our four-year anniversary oh today. Oh, my God. So being cute and shit. Think about how much younger you were four, four years, years ago. ago. Yeah, like that's a significant part of my life. That's like yeah. one sixth of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not know, good fra- at yeah, but that's but... something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like seventeen percent or something. What are y'all gonna do for your anniversary? Eat food. Mm-hmm. That's eat, good. Eat food. Breathe air. Plan. We went to the lake. Nice. Might go to arcade type thing. I, nice. She's gonna come to a workshop I have to do and facilitate. Oh. <laughs> Every special occasion, your you know, wedding, you're gonna you be know, teaching a workshop. Yeah, you gotta try to squeeze in a meeting. But. <laughs> At your funeral, you're gonna teach a workshop. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get to our very special guest, who we're excited to have here, a few community announcements up top. First of all, tonight. At uh, AMFM Gallery is the next edition of the Producer Series. Shout out to Ergo alum Sierra McKissick. whole bunch of great producers on that. I can't remember who it was, but there were a couple people who, like, the name really stood out to me. Uh, and then tomorrow night, you want to talk a little bit about the Breathing Room? Yeah, yeah. Monthly uh, Breathing Room event series, Let Us Breathe Collective at the Breathing Room Space, 1434 West 51st Street, 51st and Bishop. Uh, monthly collaborative event series where you can get free meal at five, free workshops. Uh, you know, works. workshops everywhere, man. We, we, we shopping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, performances uh, and then live political education, teaching, DJ, come kick it free store you know much bunch of good good stuff uh the theme this month is cutting class so we're addressing how we can reshape education through a liberatory lens and figure out how we can stop recreating hierarchies and class divisions through how we do learning education in school is it an intended double entendre of like cutting yep. classes cutting class cutting class we did it yep I mean, the, the puns the puns don't stop you should get a penny for every entendre because you have many entendres. Yeah. Also tomorrow night, <laughs> uh, Alexis Lombre, who is a fantastic singer and piano player, has a show with her quartet at the Quarry Event Center. That's 2423 East 75th. We should get her up here. She's a fantastic singer. Um, and then on Saturday from 1 to 5 at Back of the Yards Coffee House is their community block party, No Cops, No Raids. Uh, it's a great community space and they have delicious coffee. So even if you can't make it to the block party, make sure you go and support them on 47th. And then on the 16th, that's Saturday night, 530 to 830 at the Teachers Union. Angela Davis is in conversation with David Stovall, Dr. David Stovall. David Stovall will actually be at, at the featuring at the Breathing Room, too. So wow. you get a bunch of Stovall this week. The OG... Angela Davis in town. I yeah. should I should hit her up. Oh, you're your friend. Yeah, we cool, man. Mm-hmm. Our froze touched. Wow. <laughs> I feel like that's in a prophecy yeah, somewhere. They did, they did want to separate. Also, I got one more mm-hmm. Tuesday back over at Breathing Room. Free day is Juneteenth, so you know celebrating freedom. It's also the last day of school, so the kids getting free. Uh, come turn up with the back of the yard Inglewood uh, New City community. So that's two p.m. to seven. Yeah, PM. block party, free food. A whole bunch of fun stuff. Come rock with us. A couple last ones. Sunday uh, is Church on the Nine from 7 to 10. That's on 79th and Cottage. And then a new web series, The Tea, 
co-written and co-starring Ergo alum Daniel Kyrie is premiering at the Chicago Cultural Center on Monday at 6 p.m. And that's all I got. I know we just gave a ton of announcements. There's a lot going on. One last thing also, if you're going to be in Detroit for Allied Media Conference, Damon won't be there, but I will be. So reach out, say hi. You can hit us, hit me on Instagram or whatever, and uh, and say hello. We'd love to see you. Sure. And if you're curious about any of those events and you didn't write it all down as we just said it, uh, they will be on our Instagram at Ergo Radio. That's all I got. All right, let's do it. It's time to introduce our, our very, very special guest. Happy to have him here. Visual artist extraordinaire. We got Nico Washington in the building. Everybody makes noise of Nico. Bra, bra, bra. What's up? What's up? <laughs> as we uh, as we like to start every show. Yeah, we we have a double double uh, a two sided question that we that we like to ask. Um, and and think about it, time in whichever way that means to you. So time could be right now, this hour, this day, this season, this year, whatever. Uh, in this time, how is the world treating you and how are you treating the world? It's crazy. I just had a conversation with my mom about time. Mm. Like, literally, <laughs> Shout out to moms exactly. off back. She mad you were late for moms. something. <laughs> yeah. And she's, I mean, it's just like, I always need more of it. Mm-hmm. it. But we all have the same 24 hours in the day and there's some people who utilize it. And you think that they're utilizing it way better than you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's just such a commodity that's underlooked that we really should appreciate people's time, your time and effort in anything yeah. you do. And if somebody is supporting you by showing their time and, you know, using their time to support yeah. you, then, you know what I'm saying, like, that is a way more valuable than money to me. Yeah, and, like, sometimes we think about it in, like, getting paid by the hour. But even outside of the, like payment version yeah. of value like it is valuable to take that time to for whatever it is to give that to someone else um where is your most of your time going these days right now most of the time is at the studio mm-hmm. i live in the studio i don't live there like so i don't have a bed there but i'm there <laughs> every day and do you have a couch you sleep on i have time? two chairs that can turn around and turn uh, into a couch uh, that's a classic move i used to do that yeah. in restaurants when mm-hmm. i was little that's a good move it's like they swivel and they're really like they're too like very odd chairs to be in the studio. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just really weird, but it works out. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I opened up by calling you a, a visual artist extraordinaire. And I, I'm Appreciate careful. Yeah. I'm careful with the use of the word extraordinaire. But I think it is it is appropriate. You know, like every that. every seven to eight weeks we have somebody who's an extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you fit the bill. My, I, before we even get started, because you got a, uh, an exciting show coming up this weekend, we mm-hmm. definitely want to like center that and start with that, and then go deeper. But it's just interesting what we're doing right now, because you are someone who expresses through the canvas, through visual arts. How do you feel? Are you comfortable speaking or using dialogue or language to kind of discuss your your work? Is it, is that like out of bounds? You know, you it's, it's crazy because I always had this idea that I wasn't going to be. But I, I'm not uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I'd r- much rather show, you know, speak through my work. Yeah. So, but then I had a conversation with um with Pia at, I'm forgetting the names, Good Details Gallery. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about, like, how museums have people's work under the under the museum, not shown, but they can show, um, and they hold the power of that person's work, even if they're past. They can show their, display their work in any way they want, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So it's time for artists to be like, control their own narrative about yeah. how their work is going to rem- be remembered and talked about. If I speak on it now, this is on record. It's me saying how this work should be looked at or heard, you know, not somebody else's interpretation of it. 
Oh, you get it. And even if someone else interprets, then they can only frame it as their interpretation, right? It's exactly. not the like absolute truth. Yeah. I think about that with Prince a lot. I think, you know, him. Prince, like Prince, Purple the, Prince? The, the Prince? <laughs> purple yeah. Prince, yeah. <laughs> Just because he was someone who was so explicit about how he wanted his art to live, both like in his time and after his time. And so now, even when the same like BS happens to his music, you know, it gets sold in different ways that maybe he wouldn't have approved. Anyway. At least then people know that that wasn't what he wanted. Exactly. So even if it happens, there isn't just this assumption that everything's fine. People are able to see it because he said it so explicitly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so with the new, with the new exhibition, which opens tomorrow, correct? It opens tomorrow mm-hmm. officially, but tonight is actually from six to nine. Ooh. It's a pre-opening Ooh. that they kind of didn't want me to to put on socials early because they mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, still doing store hours for the first part. Mm-hmm. They're kind of worried about security issues mm-hmm. and people would be in the store. But if you're in Wicker Park tonight. Six and nine, pull up to the leader store. We're gonna have like two thousand ergo listeners. <laughs> Good, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I have uh, given our free like there's a tote bag that I did with with uh, like a collab, so mm-hmm. it's free. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I love asking people this right before something that they've been working on for a long time mm-hmm. opens. Um, you know, it, it's gonna be up for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. So for the moment when it closes, what do you hope you will feel? Wow, that's a great question. So from I hope that it's just received well, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not, even if it's not like I would a conversation around it, mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than putting out something that you're working hard on. And it's like no conversation about mm-hmm. it. You know, that to, is, is the only time you can fail. Even if you, people hate your work, mm-hmm. yeah. if there's a conversation going around it, you can learn from that. You can build on that. You can explain yourself. Yeah. People like are talking good about it. You know, you can see why they, they, they fuck with I me mean, now they like it. <laughs> we got, means. we got beef with the FCC. Y'all, y- what's we, up? Are we cursed? Yeah. <laughs> we just have beef, yeah, so I have been, cool. yeah. no to yeah. <laughs> the, same, the, the same two thousand listeners are rolling up to the FCC headquarters. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so with that, I, I, I hear two things, and I, I want to want to clarify: Are yeah. they the same? Being received well and sparking dialogue yeah. and conversation is that one and the same? Or yeah, to me, yeah. Okay, for me, my personally, like received well can mean to somebody else, like yeah, everybody's talking good about the work. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's great reviews. Receive well to me is people show up and have an opinion about it, have a yeah. feeling about it, and they leave feeling something, not le- yeah. leaving feeling like, okay. Oh, it's just, just another social event cool. where I came exactly. to came and, drink. And, 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 yeah. and, and be with something on the walls. And be with the in crowd. Exactly. You know? Yeah. There's <laughs> some shows I see people come and their back is to the work. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Because, like, our generation, we, we try to like be artsy fartsy. Mm-hmm. Now we got Instagram, so we all want to look exactly. like we are art appreciative appreciators but I don't think we really are I as a real artist it comes with time I mean it's like quiet taste and for you for you to really get into it you gotta really love it and know the difference not difference but like you know subtleties about different techniques and stuff like that but that's mm-hmm. not saying you can't enjoy that without it mm-hmm. yeah. but a lot of times when we're young we focus everything about being lit right so mm-hmm. every art show has to be equally as lit as a party <laughs> as, as the work right. so people focus on the party aspect and then the art gets pushed aside I think it's all Art Basel's fault honestly like that becoming this like thing that was a industry art show becoming like a huge basically all star weekend for artists yeah. and then everyone trying like that being the space where the party is. It's crazy because I've heard somebody I've you know the first person I heard say that and I'm up in the air about it because I mean to me when I was growing up the '80s artists like you know Warhol, Basquiat, yeah, people in that era that was like 
they were rock stars to me. So it was like, yeah. that was the coolest shit. I mean, stuff ever. <laughs> what up? Like, what I like is that when you accidentally get, you like cover your yeah, mouth. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> I, I was thinking this whole, like when I was an Uber, like, man, I know I curse a lot. I know I'm on the radio. <laughs> you know what I'm yourself. All right, all right. You know, I'm sorry. But yeah, so they were rock stars to me. So I'm like, I like that the the hype around artists being mm-hmm. in spotlight. I work with, a lot with musicians. Mm-hmm. Right? And they are artists who are looked at as celebrities, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the artists artists themselves aren't the celebrity, and that's a good thing because you don't want, to, you know, that to, yeah, you know, affect your work. But Warhol to me was the first artist celebrity. Right, he himself like walking down the street was a celebrity, yeah. and his yeah. art was famous as well. Right, right, hmm. right, right. You right. know, and not just famous for his work, exactly, but like him as a figure, as a, as a symbol, as an icon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was equally as famous as his work. Yeah. To me, it's at a point. And then they kind of, you know, went to the wayside. But, like, people who know art, they know Picasso, they know mm-hmm. Warhol. Mm-hmm. They might know Basquiat yeah. if they, you know, feeling a little, little cultural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then they'll compare every black artist to Basquiat at the end right. of the day. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> I, that, let's talk about that. Because I, I watched, like, two or three interviews and features on you. And, of course, mm-hmm. it comes up. Oh, all the time. Which, how, where are you at in that? Is it just, like, you know, an occupational hazard? <laughs> what comes like up? Artists? You, what, you get compared you, the, the to Basquiat all the time? I always get asked. So, yeah. all right, it's my mistake. That's whack. When I was young, yeah. right? Like, every rapper's not Jay-Z. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I made the mistake of saying, in this interview, and it's my homie, his name is Nico as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, right, right. Yeah, he didn't do it, but it was like, he asked early influence. And uh-huh. I said, when I was younger, yeah. I really looked up to Basquiat. Yeah. But now, my influences are way different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. People take that, they mm-hmm. see, oh, mm-hmm. he's interested in Basquiat. Yeah. And Basquiat. your hair locks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Basquiat. They put it one together. But it's like, I mean, I'm not going to avoid that because, like, again, yeah, that's like Michael Jordan. Right, People right. want to be, if you're in that field, you want to be Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be like, oh, I don't like Michael Jordan. I'm trying to be like Penny Hardaway. Yeah. No, nobody said that. No. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, that's funny. So, like, I think that's interesting the, the, the distinction between popular work or famous work and celebrity mm-hmm. and I think in this time and then I think also just like where you're situated in the world and in the city you have some proximity to that clout does that scare you are you comfortable with it do you do you at any point like in your deep dark self really strive for it do you reject it how, how, how are you feeling in relationship to as Nico Washington separate from the work Ooh. being in, in clout and being in the mix like that one I'm a weirdo, so I, all that all that to me. Shout out to the weirdo, to the weirdo. I'm, I'm just weird, so to, I don't really think about it. But I, I used to like try to keep my art separated from like the music movement mm-hmm. that I'm a part of, right? Mm-hmm. Save money, of course. Those are my friends and my brothers. But I used to try to. I used to be like, no, I don't want to, you know, use that to promote mine too early. Yeah. But now as a grown man, it's like that. All all that all the work I've been doing, it's all encompasses one. You know, it's all right. together, and for, like that was like a point where I was just, you know, people artists. A lot of artists are their own biggest enemy, mm-hmm. worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They reject the the no, like you know society in a way, mm-hmm. and it, it stops them. Like why right. why would I do that and um stop me from progressing in life? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not focused on being famous at all. I don't want it. Me myself. As a person, I'm not really interested in that. Yeah, we're not even going to release this. Yeah, <laughs> it's but, just for us. We just want to, yeah. to talk. But my art—that's cool. I, yeah. I want my art to be seen by as many people as I can. If mm. that means people got to know me as well, then mm. so be it. That's what's up. Yeah. So you but, don't have to do a video for a painting. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. And are there folks? You know, you mentioned someone where the celebrity 
is like elevated are there folks who you watch how they move either contemporarily or you know in the last hundred years you watch how they moved uh in relationship to their work that you're like yeah that's the relationship that i want to have to the public yeah my i mean my friends like mm. like chance Vic. i mean like all of them they they, they inspire me you yeah. know those so those you know everybody joey tokyo tokyo especially as a person who i've been working with closely for a while yeah and he's being he's propelling himself into contemporary art. Like he's been meeting mm-hmm. with contemporary artists like Daniel Arsham and like Tom Sachs. And then they've been getting really cool. So it's really cool to see that. And other people I don't know, like Frank Ocean or like, I guess Gambino, mm-hmm. he's outspoken. He's not, he he isn't, but he is. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like, he's in a weird space, but I yeah. wouldn't be <clears throat> the person who's, you know, on, on TMZ or E Network yeah, and no, nothing like yeah, that. Yeah. But shout out to yeah. Childish coming through open mic this exactly. week. That was amazing. That was, dope. That was exactly. super dope. So I, he was there. Oh my God. <laughs> so. I saw it. I mean, shout out to open mic in general. Yeah. Like that's yeah. an amazing thing. So, you know, all that is is a good thing. It was a it was a hell of a moment. You know, I would so it, it just thinking about the Tokyo relationship, you said you guys have been close and working together. And, and I want to kind of zoom in on the artwork specifically for that one because I've you know, I've loved your work that mm-hmm. you've done both you know, the canvases and album artwork, like across the board, the design stuff. I think you, you know, we don't have people here. We don't think are really, exactly. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. <laughs> it says it all. But I never realized that until like, <laughs> oh, coming up on my way here. Oh, man. Like we got a while. young extraordinaire on our hands. <laughs> we, <gotta> be <laughs> <laughs> we should do like a subset where it's uh, our extraordinary series. Yeah, yeah, we're going to make a playlist. <laughs> but I, the the kind of black and white artwork for his most recent stuff with the astronauts and the pyramids and stuff like that, which I know you had a hand in Mm. was something that was really, and you know, I I like, I I keep an eye out for album artwork in in general, but there was something that was really striking to me about that. Um, So I'm just curious in terms of process and thought behind it, where your hand came into that and and, kind of where you see, when you look at that piece, what you see. Um, well, this process, I mean, we, one out with him, I'm going to say he's the most hands-on when it comes to his art direction mm. that I was, somebody I worked with. But the point of it, he was doing it himself as well. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, with sketches as well, blah, blah, like very hands-on. Him and Todd, Todd is this, uh, another creative person. He does a lot of his video work. So we'll have, we just had meetings at this Todd's crib and we'll be drinking this like crazy nitrous like coffee. I don't drink coffee and it makes me like, Ch- charge beyond belief, yeah, yeah, yeah. like to the point where I might have anxiety. Yeah. Coffee mm-hmm. time, yeah, you know what yeah. <laughs> So we'll be drinking that all night, just talking, making making ideas, yeah. sketching those stuff. That's, yeah. that's our generation's doing cocaine all night. It literally, <laughs> you just have nitro coffee. It felt like th- th- that. I was like, man, like I'm really, I don't know about this. Like, <laughs> like, I gotta worry. <laughs> this crash is yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, all right. So then, right, we we do that. We had like a different cover at one point. We had like a whole bunch of different ideas. Like we've been working on this. He had the, the Worldwide Wave since Wave Theory. Like so mm. after it dropped, like months after that, he was like, this is a nice project. And Wave mm. Theory came out like two, three, two yeah, years ago. Two, a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Was, so like he he had that already. And yeah, we just been been building on it. And my I mean, Marcus Hot shot the cover. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he him and Tokyo went to Mexico, the pyramids, and mm. and illegally shot that. Like, you know, you're not supposed to go over there and, and do that, but they were like mm. sneaking around. He shot on his iPhone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So then um for like the uh, single covers, we just manipulated the image and made it. I made it like I've been 
Tokyo is an African American, but I'm really into Af- Afrofuturism mm-hmm. and that idea, and that's what Saturn comes in as well. But yeah. so all all my work sort of has been like playing with that, mm-hmm. you know, very subtly or very overtly. Yeah. So, so let's talk. Let's go a little deeper into that. In that kind of realm with the new uh, exhibition and just in general, what are the pieces of that tradition or that uh, way of approaching art that are super exciting to you right now? Well, all right. So my last exhibit. It's called the Bad Sleep Well. It was really about police brutality, mm-hmm. and I was in school, and mm-hmm. I, you know, was really focused on that, and just being like one of the only African American people in my class. Where were you at? SAC School of Arts uh-huh. too. I was just like, man, nobody's nobody's talking about this. Nobody's even saying worries about this. I have to put it out some way. So I was, you know, putting it to the art. So then I kind of got off like when I, after the show, I kind of like you know didn't know where to really go, and I remember at school I learned about Sun Ra. Mm-hmm. And I was really into just like the free jazz movement and yeah. just all the stuff he was doing was just so ill to me, like the video, spaces, a place, all that. So that stuff mm-hmm. is incredible, yeah. incredible. If y'all don't know about Sun Rock, because he was like popping from like the forties to the sixties mm-hmm. or something, yeah. Yeah. Like early seventies, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But like started in like the late forties, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He was he went from being forty steps ahead to being twenty steps ahead, but he was always like always way ahead. ahead. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like crazy, and in terms of like putting it in place in the city, like mm. that, his the orchestra and in the middle of the south side of Chicago, like they were an institution, an important like central artistic force in the city. You know, do your googling, people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and look at the covers. Look, look at just the art all mm. around it. Like, so I saw that, and I saw on I think it was a single cover, and I got a tattoo. It was like it says Saturn on it. Mm. Out of this one part, I was really I don't know. It's just like. The idea of um, a new black experience on a new planet, if we had it to ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and what we would do with it. So answer that for for, for yeah, yourself. Well, yeah. that, that's my follow up question. Was yeah. That to be like the Afro Afrofuturistic tradition is very surreal, mm-hmm. um, and it's not just like oh robots, right? Exactly. It, it is about the world that is not yet, right, or, or the world that can be seen beyond like the material and so for you what does like the ephemeral yeah, what meaning that, of that, of that look world like? look yeah. like um it's just a feeling so it's like i out for the for this show i was really focused on taking old works i used to see in museums and re- repurposing them mm-hmm. like you know doing these figures from like you know 18th century european work work from the 1700s and put in you know, if this work was found on, on Saturn hmm. with African Americans as the central being, mm-hmm. and in those, you know, um, depicted in those in those paintings. Yeah, that that like Madonna piece mm-hmm. which is so beautiful. Thank yeah. you. So we'll put it up on IG if you don't mind, so that people can no, see what we're it, talking about. It. Yeah, that's like one of the first pieces in the show. So there's like two. One was um called um, Saturn's Bathers, just because it's off this piece called the Bathers, mm-hmm. and the next one is the Madonna one. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull yeah. it, even though listeners you can't see it but I'll pull <laughs> it up Dame so you know what we're talking about I'm pretty sure us. it is this yeah. is the bathers yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah I yeah, saw so that, one. that one I don't have the uh, the other one pulled up but check our IG we'll put it up there so you, <laughs> this is also the interesting thing about interviewing visual artists is like we're on the radio so people don't know what that was. imagination about. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly futuristically imagine right, what you know, his art looks like or just come to the Adidas store that's probably the easiest True. way it'll be up yeah come to the Adidas store check it out but so yeah. how, how did that let's talk about like the show aspect of mm-hmm. it and, and how this work got placed with the Adidas store when in the creation process was that collaboration 
set in stone? What, what what's what's going on with that? How it's you, actually was um, how you get in there? It, it was like <laughs> I still you know I think it's because of the impact of my last show mm-hmm. that it was so many people there that you know got their attention from so Jeff mm-hmm. from Adidas. Um, you know, saw that and was like, you know, we'd love to work. We'll, we'll figure mm-hmm. something out. So we've been talking about this for a while. We've been, it started off as two different events. It started off as like one, um, because I did prints for the basketball mm-hmm. about me screen printing and mm-hmm. started off as me doing a screen printing workshop. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it turned into me just doing a show. And, you know, that was the work I had. And, you know, thankful for them. They, they, they liked it. I submitted the pieces to Global, but they didn't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, shout out to Adidas. <laughs> um, they got walls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have huge, like, I think this is one of the biggest stores yeah. in the world. Mm. Like, this Adidas store is huge. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, they're like, yeah, we're trying to get, you know, people who yeah. really are into the culture in Chicago that are not already, you know, know or blown up, you know. So, in the process of having that that framework that you described of imagining this planet, over the process of making the pieces that fit in the show... You know, you mentioned, you said it's just a feeling, mm. but in making visual representations of it, were there any like images that crystallized of like what one part of that planet would look like? So for for the most part, um, I haven't even got, like, this is a new idea, right? So I haven't even developed into the actual a landscape of the planet. I'm mm. still into the characters mm. and how, how they look. So for well, the most common theme is their hair. It's like this certain style of hair that they have right now. It's like a... Bantu, not Afro type of deal, right? So, but most of the characters, you know, feminine or even male, will have so, a similar hairstyle for now. It's mm-hmm. the beginning of Earth, of, of Saturn. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the creation of, you know, the first people walking around, how they wear their hair. Can I fit? Can I fit in? Yeah. Can I make the cut? Exactly. All right, yeah. cool. You just blend smooth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, that, that right You got to get there yourself, but once you get there, yeah. you're. <laughs> and for my work, I've been, you know, depicting black skin with blue, a lot of blue hmm. tones. So that is another kind of thing. Like, and I've been doing that for since I was in school. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, so you're so black, you're blue. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that just stuck with me. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, making highlighting blues and hues. And I remember seeing this photo shoot one time of this like really dark skinned model. Mm-hmm. And they shine like kind of blue light. It was like the most amazing thing I've seen. Mm-hmm. So from there, I've just been, I've been put a lot of blue, blues and yeah. in, 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 the, in the skin tones on the tones. It's really all blue. It makes me think of, uh, Ergo Lum Eve Ewing has this poem in her book. Uh, and it's actually, the image for it is on the cover of the book. I don't know who did the graphics for it. But, you know, the idea is it's moon people. So she also, in an Afrofuturistic tradition, um, but it's it's not a light blue, but it's like this beautiful kind of like midnight blue yeah. with, with stars. Is it For those, again, we'll put that up too. I got a lot of posting on Instagram to do. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but th- that, that idea of like the, the sky-ness of blue is a beautiful, beautiful way to think about it. And then if you think about like, I don't know, I'm just thinking of Miles Davis, right? Like in the way that you kind of oh, in, inspired by Sun Ra, I'm thinking about how, what blue means in the tradition. Of the, and the blues, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You hit it right on the head. I mean, even the bitches brew album cover, right? Mm-hmm. Craziest cover I've ever seen to me mm-hmm. to this day. Like nothing is going to top that for me. Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite one. It's like two parts, big old Afro futuristic painting. Yeah, like you know, just crazy. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, and just I have a piece called Jazz in in the show, and it's just really feelings, emotions, a lot of blue. My room was blue growing up. Mm-hmm. 
like I've been, been favorite colors blue. It's mm. just something that surrounds me. <laughs> like, let's you know? let's let's stay on that growing up piece. Yeah. So so where was this room in the city? Oh, growing up was not too far from here on Fifty First Street. Where and I used to grow up in Hyde Park. True, you know. So where'd you go to high school? Went to high school at Winnie Young. Okay, so I went to Murray um, Language Academy mm-hmm. over on Fifty Third. Then went to Skinner. As I met other half of my friends and when young is how we met like everybody right <laughs> like it's crazy when young we came in there with like I, freshman class knowing at least like 30 40 people mm-hmm. which is nice yeah, yeah. And that's why they really didn't like us that much because like nobody was supposed to be that cool at one point right and we yeah. was just doing wild stuff <laughs> like, yeah so now in relationship to to the city like where not even where it feels like home, but where are some corners of it, whether it's blocks or spots by the lake or wherever, where, where are your little pockets of the city that you feel inspired in or, or just at home in? I find myself always, I'm always at Hyde Park. Like mm-hmm. I walk to the gym every day with a whole, you know, all, all that little stuff over mm-hmm. there. But um, I'm always in Wicker Park as well. Wicker Park is something that inspired me a lot because I would be from Hyde Park you'd all take the train, the bus and the train up there mm-hmm. and seeing different cultures and clothes that's why I'm really into yeah, yeah, yeah. like apparel and clothes and design because of St. Alfred's leaders yeah. like you know even Uprise because mm-hmm. I skated for a little bit but I was never never that so. <laughs> did you skate because you wanted to skate or because you wanted to be someone who skated oh no because I wanted to skate okay okay. I, okay. it was like it's still the coolest thing in the world to me it's just like mm-hmm. you know it's like basketball but I'm, that's not good yeah. yeah. So why would I keep continuing to do something you like that? You can still admire yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, f- I found myself at like 17, 18, being like, all right, this is a uh, skating should be a part of my study. Like, I'm not trying to have no yeah. moves. I just want to be able to get around yeah, on the skateboard. Exactly. I found myself practicing with somebody like, I look like a goofy. If anybody <laughs> saw me, it's yeah. too late. I missed yeah. it. You missed know what I'm saying? Cut. Well, when I, when I, I remember just like, man, jumping <laughs> off stuff. Wearing knee pads yeah. at 19. Like, the, <laughs> I'm like, it's hurts. Like, you, you, you throwing yourself off some stairs. Yeah. I scale around the corner from my, yeah, the church. Yeah. Maybe jump off some damn stairs. I mean, you know, yeah. and I'm like, this, we could really injure ourselves. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I never wanted to. Do no rail and do no like none of that because yeah. y'all crazy. So I was just like, stop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> you know what I've seen like two or three times in the last month that has surprisingly, like it has gotten me surprisingly angry. It's people <laughs> on skateboards that have motors on them. Oh man, I seen so one the other day. They're just standing on a board with their hands on their hips, you, and a motor is. Just I love that. Them. I think that they're winning. Why do you? What makes you angry about it's, that? It's you know, it's, it's a lot of skaters hate longboards. Okay, and to be able to put the motor on it. It's going to be a longboard. Right. This so, just feels. Like, it just feels. Is it like, like a lazy standpoint, yeah, or is yeah. it just like douchey? Look, I have. No I, I admire no issue with a hoverboard. I find that hilarious. I think that's hilarious. as a lazy person, <laughs> just to be able <laughs> to stand on something and it's moving. And I'm just like, if he made it himself, that's that's like also that's, oh, that's yeah, engineering of it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, so I'm I'm but rocking. If you're too with lazy him. to skate. Yeah. Are you energetic enough to build an engine? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, they are. They, I, you found you've seen those people, or they bought them. Uh, That's yeah. my thing. buying it is different. Uh, yeah. But if you were like you know, then you're just like a, a River North type dude, <laughs> yeah, just a yeah. just yeah. a Lakeview resident, exactly. just like. Uh, yeah. a, okay, a, I, I, I get it. You're, 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 you're like manning, you're like manning your, your your drone with a video <laughs> yeah, camera. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you're like, yeah, I feel it. Okay. I don't know. Right. Enjoy Lala. You know, I seen one in Wicker Park actually. I was just like, man, and we almost we were driving a U-Haul to the show. Like, bro, you almost get hit by a car. You over here. Right yeah, on the we, street. Exactly. Get on the sidewalk. You're still a skateboard. I know you got a motor on there, but you you really tweaking. Right? <laughs> there, <laughs> like, there was some point last year before, like 
hoverboards were just not allowed anywhere. I was on. <laughs> yeah, was like society kind of yeah. revolted against so those. Yeah. <laughs> like, that and Google Glass, yeah. we were like, get this out of here. <laughs> but I was going over 290 by USC, and there was a dude in the bike lane going about four miles an hour on a hoverboard just with his arms crossed. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nah, it's we, so weird, though, yeah, that that's yeah. It's just to be doing this and people doing tricks. I remember seeing people One time, up. I saw a dude come into the gym, come out the locker room with a gold <laughs> hoverboard, hoverboard up to the weights, get off, start like doing See, some that's curls. Too, that's too much. That's he was lazy. doing too much because he had yeah. like gold shoes and shit too. So like, and then he got back on the hoverboard like went to the next thing. Like he made a whole Remember people in the NBA? Entrance. Everybody was riding these hoverboards. In yeah. the airport, it's like, if you was famous, you had a little hoverboard. Like, yeah. It yeah, wasn't it's, really it's, it's cool. Like, nah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's not the futurism it that wasn't. we're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> you know? That was the fake futurism. That, that, that's, that's the commodified like, that, yeah, yeah. that might be Euro futurism. Just like everything right. is plastic. You know <laughs> but um, let, let, let's 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 go back again. I, I, I want to get into what was like the space where you really cultivated your expression into form, right? Like when when did you first start sketching or or, or putting uh, brushes to canvas in a way that felt real beyond like finger painting, you okay. know? Yeah, so I mean, I used to always but shout out, I always shout to out the finger painters. painters. My mom, shout out my mom again. Oh, shout out to moms for sure. She, mm-hmm. There's still a drawing of I was a kid of a watercolor hanging in the crib. It's also an etching I went to was in fifth grade. Because I used to always be able to draw. Were you like, I was good kind of like prodigy Mm -hmm. type, like as a shorty, shorty? A cartoonist. So when I was like in elementary school, I could draw people like, wow, you can actually draw cartoons. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's always this one girl who was better than me in school. She really Mm -hmm. made me jealous. Mm -hmm. What's her name? Her name was Morgan. I don't forget her last name. Oh, Morgan. She's crazy. She was good. Shout out, like, shout out to Morgan. Shout out no, to we Morgan. still hate no Morgan. No, we're not hating. No. Okay, all right. Much no, love no. to Morgan. It, it, it was like a... It was like we a, can have beef for Morgan if you want. It's your episode. She's <laughs> coming on next week. I know. We should invite it out. She has the reply, but <laughs> you, know you got this hour. I was like, wow, she's better than me. I almost tried to go harder. the club yeah. we've ever been. Right? <laughs> for real, right? But, but yeah. It motivated you, yeah. motivated me, Next right? week, Morgan responds to me. Go watch the dish. Just painting and stuff. <laughs> that's what we need. Right, that's oh, a, that's a nice level. <laughs> but yeah, so, in, in terms of the like tangible skills, where picture of you in blue face, right? The, <laughs> like, <"Wipe> it out. <laughs> the story but, of Cartoona. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Oh. I guess the skills came. So again, from my mom, she drew a mirror of Space Jam. Whoa. Like she, she, she was an artist, so she went to okay. artist too as well. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're in a legacy. You a mural of Space Jam on my wall, like just, oh. the detail, everything looks exactly oh. like it, right? Yeah. To the point where I was like, <laughs> terrified of Wild Coyote at night because oh, I, I used to love him that's in cold. the morning, and I I would turn my back when I was sleeping because mm. he was scary as, yeah. oh. with his eyes. I'm like, yeah. wow, oh, I can he's, see he's real it. wily. You know what I'm saying? It was a coyote. Oh. It was right right in my. So I was like, oh, no, but like I'm you had Mike and Bugs Bunny in the hall. No Mike. All the Looney Tunes. Just the Looney Tunes. I mean, that but it was in a Space Jam setting. Exactly. It was. It was the logo. It was like the oh, whole. It was detail. It was. This the, it was oh. crazy. Still you, to this day. You got image of it. Is it still up? No. It's gone too. I, that was like our first crib. We. I was like, oh yeah, because uh, it's before think, phones and stuff. Before right, right. I'm sure it's a picture. You think they painted over it when you moved? 
they probably had a, had a, to look themselves in the mirror before they did it. <laughs> and I'm sure they did. Because it's like... Because that's like... That's okay, a glass wall. That's Space Jam. Yeah. You know, that's the, like... Oh. The that's wall like, was like a not good color. That's like painting over the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. That is unacceptable. Oh. Legit, though. It was yeah. really good. Really, yeah, really good. Yeah. So I started... Shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. So I was drawing that. I was, <laughs> I was sketching that. Mm. Then, of course, Dragon Ball Z... I had to learn how to draw that. Uh, <laughs> you were, you were Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. was drawing all types well, well, of super stands. A, a Goku or a Gohan? Oh, come on. I'm, I'm you know, a go, or, I'm both. Are you Vegeta? Or, okay. No, no Vegeta, but you know, you <laughs> got to rock with go, Goku because he's obviously he's Goku. Goku. Yeah. Gohan. And there the, are people who had more love for Gohan. But he Gohan had his... Fu- yeah, he, he fell off. You watched the show, like... He started, like, going to college. Yeah. <laughs> like, he got skinny. Like, I was like, wow, like, they really played, bro. <laughs> that is why. Yeah. 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 Right? Saying, yeah. 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 It's funny you say you fell off because he went to college. Yeah. <laughs> That's the wrong message you try to show to, yeah, to, to, yeah. to people. Were you a Dragon Ball Z kid? I had, like, the first... I like It got too much, but, yeah. like, when it first hit the streets... Yeah. It got a lot. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah, doing stuff. Yeah, they had like all the spinoffs and yeah, stuff. I so. couldn't keep up, but like, that was a thing that I just was like enjoy. But like the, the spirit bomb, can't. like when it first, like when it first hit the streets, uh, I was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that was just like every show. I owe a lot of whatever I'm doing to cartoons hmm. and anime because I wouldn't see be able to visualize like artwork and like you know just just the colors and all that stuff so vividly if it wasn't for those. Because those mm-hmm. ones I was thinking about. I was thinking about movies at that time. I was thinking about like, mm-hmm. man, that episode was crazy. Yeah. I don't have a dream about that. Yeah. I'm like, draw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. So yeah, I was doing that. And then I guess people just started telling me like, yeah, Yo, you're actually really good at this. Yeah. So in high school, I did Gallery 37. Okay. First yes. time I got paid for art, which is, which is, gallery is the most important Shoot. thing to me for young artists mm-hmm. because it gives you you know, it makes you really confident that you can make money supporting yourself yeah. in our world. Yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of the difference between like going to art school and artist school. Yeah, <laughs> it's like exactly. there's so many pieces to making a life doing this. You know, you can learn all the skills, but if you don't know what that kind of space works in, you it's know. a good point. A lot of schools, you know, will give you, some schools focus on the business side of art, some schools focus on the conceptual side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both important. Yeah, because if you only focus on business, your art will, you know, when you'll be a what people call commercial people, and then mm-hmm. people will hate on you for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. That's yeah. fine; you still make a living. Yeah, if you're still conceptual, you might forget about you you being a business yourself, and you find yourself, you know, in a white room, angry at everybody, and yeah. like you know, with like one sketch on the wall, and like mm-hmm. Yo, I don't even want to draw anymore. Mm-hmm. Smoke, chase more cigarettes. You can, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so it's like a, a balance you, you got to have, but. They both are very important. Yeah. But yeah, so all that. How was your school experience at SASC? SASC, I liked SASC a lot. Okay. But it, again, and not, not even to put it down. It was I like, just have doubts about most schools in general. And I've heard people not. That's why I don't want There's not really any school I'm be like, oh yeah, that was, that's what's up. I kind of regret going <laughs> to school. I kind of regret going to school in general. Because hmm. one thing I realized as I was going, they put stuff in front of you that you could have found on your own, but you yeah. won't do it unless somebody's giving it to you. Yeah. Right. Some of what you're paying for or going for is structure. Exactly. Structure yeah. and they're presenting you with things that would be hard to find without an institution mm-hmm. or, you know, with ex- accessibility. Mm-hmm. Like, I can still go to the museum anytime I want because I'm, I graduated from school. Right. right. So this is amazing. The school's connected right. to the museum. That's the most important part. Mm-hmm. I go to the museum anytime I want and be inspired. I went to the other day I spent like two hours in there mm. just looking at stuff. Do you have a favorite spot there? I used to love the contemporary wing, mm-hmm. you know, modern wing. 
But I've been, I haven't been finding myself in there. Actually, mm. I did t- the other time because they put in the work in there. It was a new Carrie James mm. Marshall piece that mm. wasn't like a painting. It was like a, a sculpture. It was really amazing. Wow. So I was like, you know, I was like, that's, that's dope. But now I've been finding myself in the basement and like stuff that I would never used to go to. I would be like, oh, I hate that. That's yeah. boring. I find myself there all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm like... Can anybody just go to the basement or you had to ask? Yeah, no, there's actually a basement basement. Mm-hmm. I'm not like the first floor, like, you know, where okay. it's like... um. Tapestries and like yeah. folk art or like yeah, you know plates, and and <laughs> you know what I'm saying, something yeah. like that. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. You know, yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and and the like utility of it is yeah. what's so cool. But do you ever hang out at the Chagall windows in back? Yeah, um, not really. No, they're actually, but but the basement. There's a basement. If you go to school, they can bring, they'll pull out pieces that are not on display and show you. Like I saw like a whole bunch of the Warhol Madonna prints. Wow, variations I've never seen before. They Isn't just, that wild thing? They're just sitting down there? That's what I'm saying. Back to the original point of like yeah. how your own narrative. There are museums that just have so much work that, that have never been seen, but mm. you, you may have never seen in the basement yeah. that they're not showing because it doesn't fit what they want to do right now. But it's yeah. what gives them their value, right? Is it they're, they they're hoarding? The, the exactly. Surplus. Who got the surplus? Who got, you know, if the person like dies. Na- Napoleon taking stuff from Egypt. Type exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Same idea. Same yeah. people, you know. It's the same people. It's, it is yeah, the same yeah, people. It's the same. Yeah. It never stopped. It never stopped. <laughs> Side note on that. Sorry to interrupt you. I, I used that example in particular. This is just a fun, fun ergo fact for mm-hmm. you. So the second big, biggest collection of Egyptian art in the world is in Turin, Italy. Okay. And the reason why it's there, there was not a city there. Okay. Napoleon went to Egypt, stole a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. They carried it all the way back, and enough people were tired and dead from carrying it back that they couldn't carry it over the Alps. Mm-hmm. So, like, forget it. We'll just make a city here and set, make a museum. Set up a town, yeah, just, just for, this, for the stuff they stole. <laughs> the stuff they stole. Like that's so wild <laughs> to imagine. Like, they like got to the mountains and they're like, I don't know. Like, yeah, boy, I don't know if we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> we're literally dying. Right. Okay, the stuff we stole. Man, you know, stealing is hard, hard work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the real thing about yeah. like oppression being a double edged sword. Like <laughs> the, your you, the, your plunder is actually killing you. That's, right. that's kind of yeah. somebody should write like it's a little poetic. short story about that. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. super poetic. <laughs> yeah or yeah and that's a that's a, a rabbit hole so you mentioned it, it, it going is, 37 yeah. um from there and, and then ending up at saic outside of the school context you know you mentioned some of the people who are you know your closest friends and folks who you've been part of say money with like did it feel like two worlds when you were in school at saic of like crazy that's question. at the time that yeah. that all you know everything was beginning to pop and, blow and a big part of their narrative is like we all not going to college we're like too dope <laughs> to go to college right. type thing, thing was, <laughs> I, like, oh, I, actually, I got class in the board and i gotta I go to bed to this day how i graduated it took me five years though but i used to go out to the club and then go to school I used to go do this all not that. just like regular club. No, this, this was like... Ra- rapper club. I would come into <laughs> class sometimes with no bag yeah. from the clothes I had on yeah. yesterday and be still attentive in the, in the class. I remember I came from the airport one time <laughs> to school with a bag. I remember, it was a fit of you mad shoot. And it was my birthday today. I spent my day, birthday in the airport. I had finals, all right? Mm-hmm. So Vic was like, yeah, we all going out for the LA for the damn Kanye video. I'm like, oh, I ain't going to miss that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, bet. We we get out there and do that, and I do my final project on the plane on a spirit flight. The least, the, oh. the littlest the little tray. Yeah. Put my laptop on there. Yeah. Oh. Did my final. They charge you extra for the exactly. Tray, right? I was like, man, just for breathing the air. <laughs> and 
And then I got off the plane seven months. They're the like, train. are you multitasking? Yeah, oh, no, you yeah, got no, 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 no. to pay us to, to, exactly. to create some. Like, are you working right now? You're creating it. <laughs> we want a commission yeah, on yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> creating for you. And I'm like, yeah, y'all crazy. I'm like. <laughs> we're your manager now. You were managed Basically, by Basically, <laughs> I, I am still managed. <laughs> but um, no, I was. And I got there, presented my final. And I was like, yo. So, Professor, I actually have not slept. I have to go home. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so i I love these moments where i got somebody so there was a very unique time and i'm sure you've had tenfold these experiences right like the stories we could just like have that episode of like just being in the room with some crazy stuff so i I am more on the outskirts but have have poked my head in a few times and i love any opportunity uh to make daniel feel bad about the fact (laughs) That he missed the Grammy party. Oh, man. Chances joy. Don't do it. <laughs> so we're going to relive that. I was out there and I had to we were out like together early. And I was and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to extend this trip and I'm going to make that, that move. That, that's harsh. You know why? Because that's I had harsh. to work at Youth Poetry Festival. That was not as much fun. Hey, shout, shout out to the kids. Shout out to the kids. Yeah, but I did it three years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't join the past, man. So, so, that, that, <laughs> hey. so was that moment... For somebody who's like around... Was that really the pinnacle? Because like Quincy Jones was there. It don't get... Honestly... I, it's crazy. I, was, <laughs> I seen Chrissy Jones. I was around him, but that was even the most important part. The important part was my homie got three grades. Right, 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 right. That right. shit is of crazy. Course. Like of still course. to this day, yeah. I'm like, you really did that. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. really went up. You really did that. And I'm like, that's what's up. Everybody else. I always remember being so so drunk. I don't really remember. <laughs> okay, we're <laughs> well. We spoke. We, yeah, we exactly. chopped it up. I remember, okay, yeah. I remember that. But everybody else, like all the celebrities there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. David, I'm like, let, let me fill you in on what you're <laughs> exactly. I remember I was sitting down, trying to drink ex- out of the Grammy, and <laughs> exhausted from being drunk. Right. I look over, I see Quincy Jones. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I got to at least stay up later. Than Quincy. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't tap out before man, Quincy is still kicking it. Pushing ninety, is up having fun. I, I got to do better. Got to do better. You know, I I admire that spirit, but I, I'm a firm believer at this point in my life of when I'm tired. It's, I'm tired. Yeah. And I got to call it. But you know what? You don't never remember the days you went home and went to sleep. You never uh, recount and be like, oh, man, I love, that was a great time I went to sleep. <laughs> but do you remember all the times that you said, I'm not going to sleep? And then it was just like sitting, waiting for someone to make a decision about the move. And then it was four o'clock in the morning. See, and you that's tired. different. That's where you got to go home. Exactly. But when we're I'm talking saying, about in the mix, I'm talking when you like, damn, I'm really tired right now, but I'm out. Yeah. yeah. And I'm having fun. Once the move is set. Yeah. Once you're in the move, you, you shouldn't get out of the move. Unless, <laughs> this is unless, real lessons right yeah, here. Unless it's, 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 like, it's going to risk you. It's going to hinder you. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, unless yeah. you're going to obviously do some, make a bad decision. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. But if yeah. not, you know, you, I, again, I always. As the move goes. Exactly. You must move. You must move. <laughs> when, when in the move, move is the yeah. move. Become the movement. <laughs> <laughs> like, but no. I, I, and that's how you build. Movement, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. momentum. Yes. Nice. Yes. I have once tried God, to coin. I, would, I feel so sorry for people listening. To <laughs> I have once tried to. I, I'm gonna let me get some feedback on this. Yeah. About a year ago, I was thinking of, of trying to coin the phrase "movementum." Okay, a movement with some momentum. It feels like, a lot like edutainment. I was, that's gonna be hard. That's gonna be hard. You're, make make it's, it stick. It's, it's not working. I believe you can do it. But you know, it, right. but if it's if it doesn't have that instant magic right now in the room, I, like I put it away for a yeah. reason. I brought it back <laughs> out because we were right there. You, you have, so you got let's people. see, let's see. Yeah. All right, people, All right. let that sit in your spirit. Movementum. All right, but look, shout out to my homie Duimo because <laughs> he had an app called The Move, and still, you know, it's gonna be like you know, app where you can find the move. So if you're looking around waiting for it, 
You know, he still has it. That's a great idea. They're going to do that. He also has a tequila company called John Brazil, which I did the label for. It's coming out. You got to shamelessly plug your people. Absolutely. So drink that when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Anybody else <laughs> you want to shamelessly plug? Um, <laughs> Everybody that... that a whole bunch of people. I can't even name right yeah, now. Yeah, let's. Is there someone you would like to shamelessly plug who you have never plugged or shouted at anywhere before? Ooh, new shout out. My homie Armani. Okay. Howard, you got a show July, I think, 31st. It's first solo show. Also, we share a studio together. Oh. And yeah, he's an amazing artist. Where's the studio? Uh, Farnhouse Building, downtown, okay. on Van Buren. Right. So, w- one thing that I was thinking about coming up here in relationship to you, you know, having relationships with all these, you know, musicians and artists who. One of the like common tropes in a bad rap interview is people were like talking about their art as a canvas and painting a canvas. And I could imagine as someone who actually paints canvases <laughs> that either that feels flattering or that feels like you really don't understand what it feels like to paint a canvas. How do you think about that? Like, why is why do you think that metaphor is the one that people use? And is there something about painting a canvas and the feeling of that that you think people aren't getting? I feel like it's the easiest way to explain their artistry, right? And I feel them because I, I I feel like a lot of musicians feel like that their art isn't looked at as art. It's looked at as just entertainment. Mm-hmm. So for them, like even Rocky, like it's like Rocky's always been saying, like, I'm a contemporary artist, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It is. Because they might feel boxed in, like, oh, you only are an entertainer. Mm-hmm. But like, no, I, I might want to do all other things. You don't put me, like even Kanye, you know, as problematic as he is recently, like, you know, he has been the main person saying like you know don't put me in that music box i can do whatever i want i want to do this and also naming the the music as an artistry especially foremost you know Mm -hmm. and using that and you know being experimental with it you know some Mm -hmm. people are just entertainers some people are you know right like very musically talented and you know composing and like stuff like that it's just the medium right like just like not everyone who makes radio is a journalist not everyone exactly who makes a painting or not everyone who paints on a thing you know, they could be a craftsman. It's something actually... Oh, man. I was thinking about... So I was listening to this old Anthony Bourdain interview because I've been a fan. And then, of course, when he passed last yeah, week, RIP. I was going yeah. back I to... I thought of you first. Yeah. You know, he was someone who was a really important maker for me because, you know, in the world... Anyway, one of the things that he talked about was, you know, the interviewer was saying, like, until I watched your show, I didn't think of, you know, cooking as an art. And he was like, well, I hope you don't because I don't... He said... Like there are probably only two or three chefs in the world who he considers an artist. <laughs> Everyone else, the best cooks in the world are excellent craftsmen, right? Because they're creating something beautiful. They're putting the pieces together. It's magnificent. But artistry means like the innovation and the ability to have vision in a way that he doesn't see in that. So for you, yeah, how do you think about that? This is the oldest stupid interview question. Artistry what is, art? <laughs> to, uh, is, is the, the, the merger of creation and craft. So mm-hmm. true artistry, artisan is somebody who can, who's idealistic, imaginative, creative, mm-hmm. and a excellent craftsman at mm-hmm. the same time who can execute those ideas. Craftsman is somebody who can execute somebody else's ideas mm-hmm. or, you know, ideas. Or standards. Just, you know? Exact yeah. standards. You know, yeah. somebody who can, you know, do it, the job done and do it great. Yeah. But the artist and the artist, artists, you know, can push those boundaries and make it something else and make it unique. And that doesn't have to mean that it's always perfect though. Yeah. Doesn't have to be the best right table to ever be, you know, cuz a lot a lot even that could be overlooked. So just there's people design who make great chairs, right? And you just sit on them, you don't even care about it, but this might mm-hmm. spend months making this one chair. Yeah. For it to be level, balanced, perfect chair. Mm-hmm. 
you don't even care. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But if it's like an artist chair, oh, you don't even want to sit on that. You're not allowed to sit, on, sit on it. That was something that always made me laugh when I went into museums. They would have like the bench from yeah. like the 1800s. And I'm like, benches are made for sitting. Paintings are made to be looked at. Like benches <laughs> are made to be sat on. But at the same time, there are some, like if I did a painting on a bench, mm-hmm. if I wanted people to sit on it, yeah. But if I didn't, you get yeah. people have to respect that. That's true. No, that's true. But I feel like one... They were making benches to sit on most of those. And oh, two, right. also, it seems like we didn't figure out as a human species how to make comfortable chairs until about like 30 years ago. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, that's the craziest thing because I sat down uh, on a bench yesterday. And I'm like, this is the worst. This is the most uncomfortable bench I've ever sat on in my life. I you you had one on job. It, and it hurt. I was like, 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 you don't care about people at this point. So, one more, like, kind of real question. So, the, so as you are, like, a part of the, the, the Save Money ethos mm-hmm. or ecosystem, right? Like, a big part of how the, the movement was looked at is, like, part of a few movements throughout the, the, the country that was, like, challenging the norm on, like, how industry interacts with artists and how, you know, the independent artists and like breaking down some institutional standards, uh, on the visual side, do you feel like you are in that same fight or do you have a more comfortable relationship with like trying to get in where the doors have been open before? Right. You mean like, um, like the idea of like going independent, right? Like, yeah. like, Oh yeah, of course. I mean, well, my independence is it's something different, but it's very similar in the art world with gallery systems and the artists. Mm-hmm. The gallery, if you're signed by a gallery, if you're, you know, with a gallery, it's like the, the label. Right. They do things for you. You give them a percentage of your work. They might own your work, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, to me, that is very similar to being a part of a label. Sounds and, like masters and royalties. Exactly. And at this yeah. point in life, as a career, you as a young artist, you really want to be with the gallery. That's mm-hmm. going to make your life easier. Independent, you can't just walk around Showing people paintings in, the, in, the, in, your, in your face. Like, hey, look at this. You want to buy this? Yeah. No, it doesn't work. Hey, you like, yeah, you like paintings? Yeah. Well, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like... Put these headphones on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it's, you know, it's independence is, is, is very important. But there's also ways to, to keep your independence. But, but also make working with a, a system to make it unique to you. Word. That's dope. That's dope. So no transition at all. But this is the most important this is, part of the show. So we got into some your you know your deeper thoughts. Mm. But now this is what we what we came to do. Uh it's a game we play every week with all of our guests. And it's about accountability. Okay. And these you know, we as you we mentioned we have beef with the FCC. Uh we offered you to start beef with Morgan. You declined. Yeah, no, no. Which is fine. Much love to Morgan. We 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 all about love for fifty seven minutes yeah. of the show. I'm not fuck with FCC. <laughs> so, true. Yeah. True. So the last three minutes, there's another sect of the world that I believe in our lifetime has run amok. Okay. And we here at Ergo Radio will not let it stand. And those group of people are R and B singers. So every week we Ooh, invite <laughs> we invite our guests to start beef with an R and B singer and why the game is called beef with R and B singer and time is not a factor so okay. you could go any era from Motown to today so any anybody from David Ruffins to Tory you know Lanez I love R and B exactly I'm a person as but, do man. I. Man, fuck R. Kelly, bro. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's, I mean, this is, so so he is the the the, the patron saint. He's the reason why the game exists. Oh, you know, I'm gonna go somewhere. You know, so you so I'm just like one, yeah. and let's get a one one a. I don't know any other person that's in my head who who's did some some maybe foul stuff, but uh, 
Brian McKnight had a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he, yeah, it was it was Trump esque. For those who don't exactly. know, can you elaborate? I don't even know the name. It was some wild it was, shit. It was show. Let me show you how your pussy works. Exactly, and it's like <laughs> that was the come, coming from like you. Do, do I ever cross your mind? Like, come yeah. on, bro. What, what, so you in the grinder? So he he under the bus. That's also a really funny thing to mansplain. Yeah, exactly. It's, it was ridiculous. It's a ridiculous it's thing. It's crazy. It's like, boy, if you all go brush your hair that's somewhere, that's gonna come back. <laughs> <laughs> that damn ju- character damn head. And it, it was like it was obvious. Like he's probably has some issues with labels. It was like right when World Star yeah, was exactly, like really exactly. becoming a thing. So it was like, oh, I think it was like straight to World Star. Yeah. It was like, bro, you're 48. Like, yeah. why? What are you, you, you doing? Try to do this World Star oh. song. So yeah. shout out. I know we had supposed to shout out people, but shout out Charlie Wilson though. We could do a shout out. Somebody we could do a counter it, shout out to a beef. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I'm not rocking with Brian McKnight. I'm not Absolutely. rocking with R. Kelly. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not, you know. Absolutely. Actually, I was going to say something, but I, I actually rock with Ray J. Okay. Because that- Also at the party. Yeah. <laughs> really? Exactly. Yeah, he was at that Grammy party. Not <laughs> beyond that, but that money, that money, <laughs> but just, team, just the, that just money team rant was the funniest thing yeah. I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Okay, we give some credit for that. When you want to disrespect me and the money team, and we got seven Rolls Royces outside, and we just made 350 racks on the... Don't disrespect me. I'm going to smack you up again, fool. All right, so Ray J, let's That's what I'm saying. Niggas, niggas saying Ray J got beat up? I'll shock that nigga in the face, my nigga. So you punch Fab in the face? One time. You, hey, all I'm saying is if you got Fab number, tell that nigga to send a picture of his face right now. Don't disrespect me and Floyd like that. I play piano on that motherfucking piano every day. That's my big bro, nigga. We grew up together. So if you think I just came over there and sang a song... You got me motherfucking twisted. I'm always over there, nigga. Remember, so, we on there, Ray. We on there, Ray. You can't curse me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Envy. I'm so, sorry. So go ahead. So, I'm so, sorry. Are we live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're posting me. What happened? I swear to God, he running for me right now. I had a hundred fools outside a moon right now. He never left the club. He was scared up in there. He tried to call the police. So when you hit him, what did he do, Ray? Nothing. He fell back because he's a sucker. There we go. <laughs> right, Word. So where where can they find you? Any you know, shout out all the social media or any plugs oh, or logistics. For most for part, people. it's all Nico Washington. My Instagram is Nico Washington. I K K. and I K K O. I got two Ks. <laughs> um, Twitter same thing. I don't really use Twitter like that, but I will start because I realize why I have something if I'm not gonna use it. Or I should just delete it, but it don't yeah. really matter. Or yeah. just leave it there. I've also haven't been on my Twitter for a while too. I think just let it sit. Yeah, I keep asking you questions, you don't respond. <laughs> but again, <laughs> like, I'm a man of few words. Um, I don't like to write. Mm-hmm. I like to paint. Yeah. I can talk all day, but writing is something I'm not, you know, really into. Yeah. So my Twitter is very barren. Mm-hmm. It's a whole bunch of funny retweets. Well, barren was like a nice use. That, like, I ain't have, have, you could speak though. That's what yeah, you exactly. don't, say. Don't, yeah, don't sell yourself. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I got some vocabulary. And one more time, where is the show? Um, did a story at Wicker Park. It is, I believe, fifteen thirty six North Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Big old space. I got free giveaways. Yeah, yeah. So and when's it going to? July second. Okay, so make sure you go up and see that. Thank you so much for being here and rocking with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We'll be back next week with another conversation showcasing and celebrating Chicago. Damon's already got his shirt on. He's ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get out of here, man. Much (laughs) love to the people. It's the anniversary. (laughs) Shout out. Much love. (laughs) So you're listening to Ergo, right? Which we appreciate. But you want Ergo and all your other podcasts to sound good. That's why you should be listening on Overcast. Overcast is a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store.